everybody. Happy New Year and welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox Meeting of Adult Children of Alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting in your area, go to adultchildren.org and click on Find a Meeting. This week, we're hearing again from our friend Jess, who talked about how connecting with others has helped her recovery. Please enjoy. Um, can you give me a five and a one? Uh, hi, I am Jess. I'm nervous. I hate speaking. <laughs> um, I'm an ACA. My mother was my main qualifier. Um, <clears throat> a lot of you know my story, but just briefly, she was an alcoholic. Uh, she drank herself to death 10 years ago. Um, my father is still alive, uh, but he's a sex addict and a narcissist and um, has absolutely no interest in me other than asking me for things. Um, it's funny, I just reconnected with him recently for my sister's sake because he's living with her and he's older and ill. My parents had me when they were in their mid to late 40s, so he's in his 80s now. And um, he doesn't know anything about me. It's, it's actually fascinating. He, is, he didn't know how old I was. He didn't know where I went to high school. He didn't know where I went to college. He just doesn't know anything about me. It's, it's bizarre. Um, so effectively, I, I've never been parented. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. Um, the only parenting I really got was from my mother, and it was mostly just criticism um, about everything I did. It didn't matter. Uh, it was oh, mostly how I looked, my weight, um, just my hair. I mean, anything that I just wasn't attractive enough, and that no one was ever going to love me. And you know, my parents were incredibly vain, and they they valued appearances above everything. And, um, you know, that's just a terrible environment for a kid. <laughs> uh, and then, um, you know, I became a perfectionist because of that and got straight A's, but they were never enough. And I've done, you know, I've multiple degrees. I have a law degree that I don't even use. This is like a $200,000 hobby. Um, I, uh, you know, I always wanted to be an artist and that was not allowed um, because it, it wasn't the proper reflection on them. Uh, so I've been working on that for the past 10 years and I'm, I've been doing okay and I'm supporting myself as an artist now and it's, it's good. Um, I came into the program three years ago It'll be three years in March, I think. Um, 
after a breakup uh, and just like a total collapse. Um, I'd never dealt with my mother's death or everything that she had done to me and I constantly acted like it really wasn't that big of a deal but I was just self-medicating with drugs and alcohol and food. I mean, literally anything, men, anything that I could abuse, I would abuse. Um, and, um, you know, my, my ex I was with for seven years and he just, you know, he was not well either. And just one day he decided that he was gonna leave and he just packed a bag and just left and left all of his shit in our apartment for nine months. I mean, it was just like he was there one day and then he was gone, which was exactly what my father had done when I was 11. Um, you know, he was there the day before Christmas Eve and then he never came home on Christmas Eve and then he never came home for 18 months. Um, and, you know, so this, this time of year is pretty tough for me. Uh, but it's getting better, you know. The program has been instrumental in all of that. Uh, I also supplement this program with therapy, which is incredibly helpful. My therapist and I have an incredibly strong and close relationship, one that is not like a traditional therapist and client relationship. Um, and I think that that's okay, even though other people would probably disagree. But uh, she's kind of become a surrogate mother to me because I never got to have a loving and caring mother or father. Um, so this program has been difficult for me because it's all about self-parenting, but I have absolutely no idea how to parent someone, specific, not, especially not myself. Um, so that's been really hard and, um, but things just seem to keep getting easier. Uh, I wanna read a passage about something that was, has been helpful to me in the program. And it's about um, moving out of isolation. Uh, it's on page 82 of the Red Book. Moving out of isolation. Moving from isolation is the first step an adult child makes in recovering the self. Isolation is both a prison and a sanctuary. Adult children suspended between need and fear, unable to choose between fight or flight, agonize in the middle and resolve the tension by explosive bursts of rebellion or by silently enduring the despair. Um, I'm just gonna stop there because that is very much me. Um, I, I always felt really alone, even when, and I was never alone. I spent a lot of time creating all of these friend groups where I was just constantly around people. Um, and I was very popular in the, you know, party scene and just in lots of different scenes and, um, and I, I just felt so completely alone all the time that I needed to surround myself with people to feel like I wasn't alone, but it obviously wasn't. That wasn't the thing that I needed. I needed to, to be with myself, and I, I couldn't because being alone was so horrifying. 
uh, because I was always alone. Mm -hmm. My parents were never really around, and when they were, I wished that they weren't. So, um, and I just, you know, my friends growing up and when I was older too, they just, uh, they didn't get it. None of them had alcoholic parents uh, or, you know, they didn't have intense dysfunction. I mean, some of them had, I mean, everybody has some dysfunction in their family, but nobody, I felt like nobody could ever understand me. And before I found this program, I didn't think anybody could ever possibly know how I feel. Um, and that was really probably the most important thing that I got from this was that I walked into a room and there's 40 people <laughs> that know how I feel. And there's a book, there's a, there's a book written about it, like a whole book. Um, and, you know, I have a little bit of like, I always thought that I was special in my, in my despair and I'm not. <laughs> and um, that was kind of a revelation for me both positive and negative because I I just kind of like look at this book and I'm like oh I'm I'm literally textbook I'm a textbook case and um, it's both comforting and and alarming at the same time um, but I spent a lot of time alone especially after my after my breakup from my ex I I mean, I, I couldn't work, I couldn't do anything, and I, all I was doing was going to therapy and swimming and going to yoga and sleeping. It was all I did every day for, for like eight months. And I just, you know, almost bankrupted myself, and I just wanted to be alone, and I didn't want to live, and I was just trying so hard, and then my therapist told me to come here, and I didn't want to come, of course, and it took me months to get here. Um, but I came and then, and I just, from the first time I stepped foot, and it was in this room, it was my first meeting, um, and the first time I ever came here, I just, I never stopped coming. That was just, it was just it. I just, I came and people were nice to me, and I just sat in this room and I cried, and, and I just couldn't believe that there was a place for me to go where people understood what I was going through. And, you know, other people had had really horrific alcoholic parents that treated them like shit. Like, I had never been around another person who'd, who'd lived that way, um, which is kind of bizarre. But I, I hadn't. Or if I did, I didn't know about it. Thank you. Um, so... Coming here helped me get out of that isolation. I was very, very isolated. I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to be alone, but not in a constructive way. Just I just wanted to disappear. And um, coming here was, I mean, therapy was, was doing it for me for a while, and then it just wasn't anymore. And coming here and supplementing my therapy with this um, changed my life, really. Um, you know, I, I'm just really grateful for this place. I'm really grateful for 
way more things than I realized I could be grateful for after a while. I didn't even, I don't, I don't think I really knew what gratitude was um, before here because uh, I didn't really have a lot to be grateful for. And, you know, people are like, oh, you should be grateful that you're alive. I'm like, I'm not fucking grateful that I'm alive. This sucks. <laughs> you know, like, this not, I'm not grateful for that. Um, so, um, isolation is our retreat from the paralyzing pain of indecision. The retreat into denial blunts our awareness of the destructive reality of family alcoholism and is the first stage of mourning and grief. It allows us to cope with loss of love and to survive in the face of neglect and abuse. And I mean, that really resonates with me because I really had no idea how bad it had been. And it was one of those things where I was constantly saying, it wasn't that bad, it could have been worse. And then I started coming here and telling my story and talking to my sponsor and they're just kind of like, no, it was, that was, it was pretty bad. Yes, it was pretty, it was pretty bad. You have a lot, you have a lot to be sad about. And uh, I've had a lot of loss and I mourn my childhood and I'm still really working on finding my inner child. I don't have a lot of connection to that. I don't know how to be a child. Even when I was a kid, my parents never treated me like one. I was always an adult. They treated me like adult. I did adult things. Um, but I have to say that coming here has been a, a sanctuary, this place specifically. The people here, um, in terms of tools, I mean, meetings, but also um, just taking phone calls from, from people. When people call me and I'm able to, to be present for them and give them advice. It helps me to be able to try and heed my own advice because I hear these words come out of my mouth and they sound so smart <laughs> and then I can't apply them to my own life. And, and it helps to see that, you know, to see for me to be saying, you know, it's, everything's gonna be okay to somebody when I don't feel like everything's gonna be okay. Or to say to someone, you know, like you're, you're perfect just the way you are, but I don't feel that way. And it's just, it's been really fascinating to see how I battle two sides of oneself and that I, I quite literally am split in two. And one side of me, is very much trying to dig my way out of this hole. And the other side is trying to keep me in it. Thank you. Um, so in conclusion, <laughs> uh, I will just say that my life has, be, it's just been so much better since I started coming here I've had a weird day, so I'm not in a great mood, so I might seem a little morose, but life's pretty good right now. I have a decent job, I do well. I have a really supportive partner that I don't think I ever would have been able to appreciate if I hadn't 
started this work and really delved into my emotional well-being. Um, I have been able to let go of people that are really toxic to me. I've been able to get clean off drugs. Um, and I've just been able to be grateful for a lot more things. Um, and I realize now that, that life is actually something that I want to live instead of just kind of being here against my will, which is how I kind of always felt. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Thanks. Thank you.